Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Just wanted to give a little message before it starts. We recorded this a week ago. It's taken me ages to edit it because we recorded it in the same room and turns out that's really fucking difficult to edit. So we talk about No Man's Sky a lot. We talk about Pokemon Go and we talk about console iterations. Enjoy. Apologies if there's any volume issues yet again because I didn't think to put the mic in the fucking middle of everyone apparently. Here's a sick theme tune though. Hello and welcome to the Toadon Games podcast. I've been away for a month because I'm lazy and I hate you and I love you and welcome. Today's guests, I have Double Dans, Double D Dans, the Double Ds as I call them. We have, so first up we have Dan. Hello. And second up we have Dan. Hello. Now you could argue that second Dan is a bit better because he's got an extra N in his name and the more letters in your name the better person you I'm are. a 12 year old. Exactly, <laughs> that's how it it's works. Top trumps. <laughs> Four. <laughs> how many letters have you got? So we started this podcast and was already talking about games. So it was like oh, we should probably record and talk about it on the podcasty thing because that's what we're here for. Yeah. Also this is the first one I've done in person with people so if it sounds like a mess. It just off. is a mess. Yeah it just <laughs> is a mess. I'm a mess. Your mess. We could be messes together. So the first thing we were talking about was No Man's Sky, just because it's out and it's relevant, and conveniently, none of us have played it, which is good. <laughs> no, we haven't played it. We, none of us played it, but have very strong opinions so about it. So better to talk about it, then. Well, the <laughs> thing is, though, two of us are going to play it on PC, yeah. and you're playing it on PS4, which you also don't have the copy at the same time. So. No. So none of us have it, and that's the end of that. Bye, see you later, guys. No, we all have strong opinions on it anyway, I guess, just because there has been like release controversy. It's the hot topic. It is the hot topic. It's, it the hot really, topic. Yeah, it's yeah. we're hip. We're with it. We're cool. We're going to talk about Pokemon Go after this, so that's a month old. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're cool. We're going to talk about No Man's Sky. I was about to explain what it is for some reason. You know what it is. Go Google it. It's pretty obvious if you look at just a trailer. Right? But is it? But is it no, obvious? It's not though. That's the hot topic, Dan. <laughs> yeah, number <know>. one. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, carrying even over today, there's like so much controversy about that game, um, which is mostly. Mostly people not getting what it is, which was always the issue. Yeah. It was just always the problem. Well, there's been people that have actually got hold of the game early on PS4 as well. Mm. And some of them have been, oh, well, I'm a little bit disappointed with it. But then the developer, uh, they, they haven't released the day one patch, which is supposed to change a lot of content in the game as well. So mm. it's going to be a different experience. They Sorry. said that was why they were holding back the review copies as well, yeah. because they wanted that day one patch out so the game could be properly So, so people could get... Yeah, the full idea of it when it's actually put up on sites. And that said, like, most people don't have a review copy still now. Yeah. It is a pain. <laughs> yeah, like yourself, for example. Mm, I'm waiting on mine. It was They, they was like, oh, it'll be, it'll be with you tomorrow. And it isn't. <laughs> I want to play it. I want to go to planets and see little Yoda alien people. I think I would have major trouble reviewing a game that's built so heavily on procedural content as that's well. That's the thing. Well, you, the thing. you don't know what you're going to get most of the time, really. It, which is the joy of it. Yeah. You're, you're exploring. You're doing something new and different, and that story yeah. is unique to you, and that's really its strength. Well, there, there's so also the fact that? that it does seem to be more of a, a solo game, despite it making you play online as well, because you never actually see other people. No. 
there was some it was like another gaming website pretty much they, they had two people playing the game at the same time mm. they went to exactly the same planet they stood in the same spot and they couldn't see each other yeah this in itself was another controversy which I kind of get yeah. because as you said like a guy was streaming he came across a planet this is day one this is launch day yeah. and he came across a planet that was named and decided to contact the person that named it <laughs> and got the guy to come and see him remember uh, Hello Games like well, it could take years before anyone sees another player that's not the case at yeah. all because you, you yeah, can just contact take years to it. see someone because they've made it so you can't <laughs> see anyone but uh, yeah so <laughs> they both oh. they both joined they both joined the same planet and was in the same place and couldn't see the other player Thus, I guess, confirming it's not a multiplayer game, you can't see other players. However, the controversy is mixed messaging from Hello Games, because a year ago, they said that the only way you could see what the main character looked like was by finding another player, and then you'd be able to see what the characters look like. So that's gone out the window. So, uh, bye-bye to that. And then today, um, people have realised that the limited edition copy mm. of No Man's Sky has a sticker over I know exactly what you're gonna say, go on. A sticker over its Peggy rating. There's a sticker on the limited edition that says Peggy rating seven, has the Peggy warning, whatever. Shows you the players and everything, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you peel the sticker off, the Peggy rating is different and it says online play. <laughs> it's a bit sneaky really. It, yeah, it is, and and the thing is, no people that are passionate about this game at the moment mm. are really passionate yeah. to the point of they won't accept any level of criticism or questioning. They get no. I mean super pissed off about it. Yeah. And I brought this up, I was just like, that's a bit shit, isn't it? Because there's already this confusion over whether it's multiplayer or not, whether you'll be able to see anyone. And here it is, there's under a sticker, it says online play. The fan base was already a little bit weird for this game. When the fan they, bases are weird. When they yeah. sort of said that they were going to delay it for a little bit, and they were getting death threats for it. Oh, that, yeah, was, yeah. That, that, was, that was Jason Schreier of Kotaku's yeah. fault, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he personally, yeah. the <laughs> bloody game reviewers delaying <laughs> games. broke the rumour and yeah. everyone blamed him. Oh, yeah. God. But. <laughs> I hate fan bases of everything. I had a fan base before it came out. How does that happen? It's, yeah, it's bad for business. It unfortunately puts a really bad edge on kind of almost that fake competitive playing that companies need when mm. they're opposed to each other. You, I mean, we know that kind of Nintendo and Sega used to openly mock each other. Yeah. And now everyone just mocks Sega. Took it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well no, they are a wonderful PC publisher. Mm. They, they have... uh, they're good at Twitter. We'll give them that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good oh, yeah, at publishing other games that aren't made by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you Sonic? No, I'm not Sonic. Are you Knuckles? Uh, not anymore. Shit. You used to be Knuckles. <laughs> I was Tails once for a little while. A little bit. A little bit of Tails. I had one tail. One tail. Only yeah, one. Half Tails. Half a tail. Yeah, Duck Tails. Just tail. Duck Tails. Woo! And... I've lost my track of thought. See, now, there's a chance that that was there because there was online connectivity because it's a shared universe, isn't it? There's shared information. Yeah. But then why is the Peggy rating changed as well? Is that possibly... To- I don't know enough about Peggy rating. Well, maybe the Peggy rating changed due to the fact that they removed player interaction yeah. with each other. Because yeah. um, if you've got an online one, the, the Peggy rating can't really account if it's like 3 plus for what the content of other online players will say, so that's why they have to sort of put it a little yeah. bit higher. Yeah, I mean, 7 isn't suitable for the fact that you're going to see people calling planets all sorts of naughty words mm, and exactly. things like your mum and stuff like that, and horrible, no, not your things mom. like that. Yeah. Or just Planet McPlanety Face. I've already seen yeah. screens of that from everyone. Yeah. The McFace thing over the internet has been a bit too much recently. Well, that's the name of this podcast now. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> podcast, 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 podcast Dan McPodcast Face or something like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it must have got so close to happening though. Because it got in the box. Mm. 
So it was going to happen. It must have been a gone gold and then last minute change. Yeah. Right at the very end. Or I, somebody simply approved the limited edition cover a long, long time ago. Yeah, and forgot about it. And That's it. It Possibly. went to print and... Mm. Yeah, No Man's Sky has been an odd beast because it started as just the next thing from the guys who made Joe Danger and almost immediately because it got that PlayStation 4 deal, mm-hmm. although Joe Danger was obviously in with Sony first, it was always on PlayStation 3 before it came over to anything else. Mm-hmm. So you've um, had a love of Joe Danger for ages, uh, haven't you? Absolutely magnificent game. My first interview back on uh, <laughs> was with Sean Murray himself and he was an enthusiastic little so-and-so then as well with no beard. <laughs> Beardless. He's become beardier over time. Yeah, that's what happens. That's game dev. He's evolved. Yeah. He's equipped a beard. That's it. But yeah, I think they were just so enthusiastic about it, which you have to be at a small level, and you have to be when you're leading a project, when Mm. you're building anything from the ground up. And that's what I suppose we forget when we see the suits roll out and when we see uh, big companies, big publishers and big developers send someone out on stage. Someone who might not even have anything directly to do with the birthing of that idea or the development of that idea. And there's a different type of passion there. It's a, yeah. Well, yeah, because the the developer that's actually coming out on stage, they've put their heart and soul into it. And then you've got the person that's actually just funding the game comes out on stage and like here you go here it is they don't really have much to say about it other than what's scripted and they're looking at target audience as well I don't think Sean Murray and anyone at any point yeah. at Hello Games mm-hmm. actually looked at a target audience I think they said we want to make this amazing they're, they're game they're more we like an excitable kid on stage that's like shaking and so they should be yeah. they're, they're living their dreams Yeah, it's interesting because indie devs have this well, de- de- developers in general, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, indie yeah. developers in general have a passion, which doesn't necessarily translate to being good at PR or being good at mm. selling a product or anything yeah. like that. It's, so that was their that forte, was, really, is it? No, de- making the not. game. I've spoken to so many indie devs that are like absolutely terrible at yeah. it. Mm. I'm sure even you've seen like crap <clears throat> press releases. Like some press releases yeah. are just, and you can't blame them. So that's not what they're in it for. They don't, mm. care. No, they don't care about that. It's just something they've realised last minute they have to do. It's like, oh, I have to do PR. I have to contact. Press it's more force though. Like you feel when they have to do it and they don't know what they're doing. And I guess Hello Games. It's this is an odd one because we've never had sort of the mainstream audience treat a game like this as an AAA product, yeah, yeah. which is actually really just an indie team of like six people. Well, it's because it's come out with the the style and the looks of an of a AAA title. Mm. It, it looks so much like it it should be up there with the Fifas and the oh, it Call of Duties every like year. It. So it's, it's, I, it's, like, I mean, it's super yeah. cool. It's kind of a miracle, really, but it's super cool that Sony did, that did put mm. that much faith yeah, and yeah. money, I assume, behind it. And they put a massive it. amount, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, they they, they, they did say uh, towards the launch of the PS4 that they were going to be supporting indie developers more so. But anyway. this is, but on an AAA level, they're, yeah. tre- they're treating this like they would have treated Uncharted, like they're treating this yeah. like their baby, yeah. which is... is- this is completely different. I mean, you look at, uh, if you name a success story from an indie game that mm. went to console. So if we, we take some cheap shots and we say Minecraft and we say Terraria mm. and we say Braid and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's been so few of those where the developer has been so much in the public eye. Sean Murray, I keep name dropping him as if he's going to appear behind me, has done the tour of all of the American talk shows. You know, this is phenomenal. Notch wasn't walked around like that with Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And I can't name the guy who did State of Decay, actually, but he had a rich history with MMOs. And he wasn't walked around and put on a stage or or left to do it on his own, even. But, yeah, they they would roll out someone who was in charge of of sourcing people who would Mm. make games for them. Mm -hmm. 
for yeah. the system. And yeah, this is unprecedented. But, but, but the thing is, is that people don't, and I don't expect consumers to understand, why should they? It's not their job to. But consumers aren't really thinking about that. Mm. And then you see the amount of hate that Sean Murray gets online. Mm. And it's like, the criticism is valid because I don't feel that the state of development and, and the scenarios around it and the way it happened should affect the consumer. Like, the consumer can be as, as critical of an indie game as they would an AAA game, in my mind, because you're paying for a product. Like, and well, yeah. How it's made it shouldn't be important to a consumer. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, if, but, if the developer's saying this is what the game will do, this is what it'll do, and then... But the, his the, messaging was muddled. His yeah. messaging was muddled the entire time, and that's the thing, I don't blame him, because that's not what he he does because it got like AAA level spotlight that's what people expect and that's what people are going to him with even now if he tweets anything you can look at the replies and they're awful like horrible I've had some of my own followers be incredibly critical of the game and I'm critical of it I actually have for months I said that I think I will like it but I think most people won't but these people get really passionate and aggressive about it don't hmm. they and I've been critical of it even people I know I've massively critical of it and they forget they direct it all on sean murray and hello games it's like i mean this kind of just happened to them like maybe sony should have taken some of the pr responsibilities maybe push it on them a little bit well maybe sony will try and go for look at look at us pushing this indie developer Mm. here he is he wants to talk about the game maybe they were trying to hand it off to them instead but it so, felt like they were building a messiah for yeah. the video gaming future, mm. to, to me at least. Even watching the trailers that they released recently, the one that focused on trade, the one that focused on exploration, the mm-hmm. one that focused on combat, yeah. you know, I still didn't know mm-hmm. what the game was going to be like mm-hmm. no, at that point. No, it was, I, it's nearly out. Because pretty know? much what we saw was you walking through a cave at the first, getting into a mm-hmm. ship, going out into orbit, and then actually taking off to somewhere else, joining up with some other pilots... Which, I guess, if you're not seeing other players in the game, I don't know how that's going to work now. They they could be instanced. In the month up until release, they started yeah. showing, as you said, all the combat. And it was like, what is this now? Like, what are you actually doing? <laughs> well, the night before release, <laughs> Sean yeah. Murray put up a blog post. And yeah. was like, okay, I think it's time to, yeah, to settle that. it. I think it's time to explain what you do in the game. Because people <laughs> keep asking me, what do you do? And it's like, it launches in about six hours, mate. Maybe you should have... <laughs> told people about that maybe about three months ago it's just again it's just that's not his thing like he just has made a game that he really wanted to make and loves and I shouldn't put the whole credit on him and his team and you don't care about the rest of it or doesn't know how to do the rest of it that messaging of what to do in that game was never clear basically it's as easy as saying it's an exploration game you explore things there's some crafting and survival. There's not much more to it than that. Probably after a month after it's been out, people will probably start to slow down on the hatred towards it and actually uh, just start I to play so. it. I hope so. But it's always that weird thing where they could release an update and then it could screw some things and then it'll come back. So The problem there is, is it's an incredibly niche game mm. that has been targeted to a mainstream audience. Yeah. So... Until they get bored of it and don't play it anymore, they'll be angry about it. But then well, look at look at Minecraft. Mm. I know it's always an elephant in the room when you talk about indie games and nobody wants to discuss it because it was this big phenomenon and everyone yeah. says, oh, it'll never happen again. It was right time, right place, right this, right delivery, mm-hmm. right... But that did reach an absolutely massive audience and that mm. did completely change what people accepted as a game. All of a sudden, for that brief window where it captivated all of the charts... Mm. It still people, does. Pe- I mean, well, it still yeah, does. Yeah. Somebody looked at that and said, wait a minute... That's made out of blocks. 
That's a Lego game, that is. I'm not decapitating people and counting the blood drops. What's going on? Still to this day, you still see like replicas of that game being made daily on Steam coming out. That's the only thing the industry knows how to do. It's like, what? Something new happened and it did really well. Let's copy it instead of mm, try and fill the market with something new. Innovation does come through that, but very slowly. I bet if you were to go onto Steam now, go to the indie section, you will see pretty much like block world, block something. That said, in all seriousness, I don't think that the big influenced by games a bad thing because no, that's no, how no, genres it's happen it's not but you <laughs> yeah, should at definitely. least try to make it a little bit different rather than I mean, there just... are some clones just yeah. outright clones yeah but then ultimately you could say that part of that came about because of oh, what was the survival game that was made in that unturned unturned there you unturned. go he did it on his own unturned Ooh, yeah unturned that bred a whole bunch of when well, i mean even if you look at terraria yeah, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have, we'd hardly have any video games if I mean, they were never influenced. I mean, by I'm, I'm also looking at No Man's Sky before yes. we started. Yes. Where good segue. Where it feels like I should be playing Elite Dangerous. Oh, it feels like I play a lot of Elite Dangerous. So I haven't recently. <laughs> I have a problem. And not yes. enough of No Man's Sky. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So Elite Dangerous, you're pretty much just bound to the ship. But recently, you were able to go to planets and actually land on them and drive around in sort of like a, a rover. But you're still bound to a vehicle. Yeah. Star Citizen was promising to be this whole you could go and do that, and I actually don't. I have feelings about Star Citizen. So do I. I played the free beta weekend of was it about six years ago. Free, what? free alpha <laughs> wait, yeah, and I hated it. Oh. You were like, Dan, check this out, follow yeah. this link, sign up, and download it. And then half an hour later, I was like, it's a pile of shit, it's a pile of shit, don't download it. It's a pile of shit, make sure we give it 20 million more dollars. <laughs> yeah, because where has that money actually gone? Clearly not on oh, development. Oh, do not get me started on right. Star Citizen. Uh, it clearly hasn't gone on development, it's gone on something else. Because... It's gone on ham sandwiches and yeah. hotels. Yeah. Ham sandwiches because... and gin. <laughs> right, the moment I booted the game, incredibly laggy, despite mm. me turning everything down to low settings, walked out... Didn't know how to get into my ship. I actually walked into an airlock and died immediately because the game was like, "Oh, you should probably." You didn't say you should probably put a spacesuit on because I thought I was in one. Uh, <laughs> Space tried. children in a thousand years' time will be doing that all the time. Second try, <laughs> I walked up to a terminal, tried requesting a ship, said, "Your ship is at this bay." Got into the ship and then the ship just just went start started going towards a planet. I had no control over it. I crashed and died. It's a shit game for shit people. Third try, I managed to get into the ship and I didn't know any of the controls because every time I wanted to know what a button did, I had to pause the game, go through a minute's worth of menus just to find out a confusing button layout. But anyway, Should have given it 60 more I, un- I, un- <laughs> I uninstalled it after that. I feel Wait, like are you saying that instead of buying a ship for $200, real money, you, 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 you delete it? Well, it was on a free sense. weekend, so I didn't pay for anything. Oh, I thought this was the best time to try it and get my own opinion on well, it as to when I want to play it. And I don't want to play it ever. You were still, you were still like robbed, mate. I was robbed of, of, that, your time. of that hour of my life. <laughs> because... Even though they promise so much, there's so, there's, there's yeah. so little delivered. Yeah. Like there's absolutely nothing there. You're it's pretty much like about five ships, one space station, and that's pretty much it. You don't get to do much. But what I was going back to with No Man's Sky on this, I felt like Elite Dangerous was sort of combining the ideas of Star Citizen here, you know, in the released idea that they had. So you could actually go down onto planets, walk around, get back in your ship, go out and just fly anywhere. Mm. It feels like the best of two combined mm. into one in a more colourful experience but that we, is more pleasing to other players. But interestingly, Elite Dangerous is 
going to be modular, i.e. Yeah. they're doing season passes. They earn yeah. their money to get the product out. That's it. And they're doing a season pass for the next bit, power play, and then the next bit. So they will keep going as long as people keep buying those season passes. Well, yeah. Is that what Hello Games are going to do? Because what do you make after you've made a game like that? Nah. We're going to make uh, Joe Danger free now. Yeah, it's a side on your motorbike. Yeah, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, where do you yeah, go yeah, from yeah. there? Yeah. Like, yeah. you've just made an infinite game. Is it going to be more infinite? <laughs> no Man's Sky 2, it's bigger. It's an, yeah. it's it's it can't be bigger, double it's the infinite. You, the you can go you, inside yeah. the animals and explore <laughs> universes within them. You can be the disc. Yeah. You, you take you out can the game disc. You insert yourself in the console. You are the infinity. Uh, we know that they're adding freighters. We know that they're adding more stuff as well. Do you think they'll continue doing that? Once all of this has calmed down, they'll say, you know what? We do have plans for a multiplayer module and we'll be mm. releasing for only £20 a way where you can mm. form up and yeah. you can... But that I would be interesting. Sony will want that. I, that would be I a good way to keep... I feel the fact <laughs> that they're already charging like AAA price for this. Mm. It wouldn't be far off of that, considering AAA impressive. games release DLC almost monthly or yearly... Um, like, look at Call of Duty, they have it out for six months, they release a map pack, and then you do that. So it could very well be, oh, you could buy the multiplayer module, as you said, you could actually play with people, maybe they'll let you pilot ships together. I like the idea or... of that. I know it's too soon, and everyone's still in this big revulsion towards mm. it, and rejecting because they had their ideas of it, and they heard this, and they heard that. They built an image yeah. on what was minimal solid details but yeah. I, I think that could be a good way to keep hello games as as they are and then yeah. with all of the money that they've made they can yeah. hire the people from the other side of the because they're right next to the university campus in guildford on the other side of that you've got 22 cans so they could hire peter molyneux who's amazing <laughs> at pr as well and all of his yeah. team to be hello games team. oh you could have He's sean murray and molyneux on stage Bigging up No Man's Sky updates. But I would love to see that. Because they're so passionate about it. It's just wonderful showmanship. And I know we don't get have you to grow an acorn into a tree to build a new world in Fable. But it was wonderful ah, to dream that dream. Do you dream. know what would be good for No Man's Sky? Back to that. If you could have some sort of system where you find a planet that isn't habited by anything. And you could actually... Habit it. Yeah. You could uh, actually yeah, terraform, terraform the planet. Terraforming. Okay. So you, you could yeah. actually build something to be your own. Pets as well. Yeah. yeah name a pet. Your weird inside-out antelope with well, uh, well, elephant it could, trunk. It could be essentially yep. a terraforming planet slash godlike mode where you can actually make civilizations, watch them evolve, and come back to them every now and they then. They could hire Will Wright. And he did uh, Spore. Think, ah. Didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the game within a game. Be, this would be lethal. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. The thing is, is I, I don't know if that's what their vision is like yeah, i can imagine sure. sony gonna want them to do some sort of update but this is yeah. about us talking about the possibilities the future, of what it yeah, could be and the, this mm. is probably something that they could do but it's as you're saying it might not i be think possible. they want to do it for free but sony yeah. want to charge for something either that or if they charge little money for it mm. which would be fine i guess I, no, i'm not really into microtransactions in general but I, I don't know what their vision of it is because like if you add all that crap in I think they see it, and I see it, so maybe I'm just projecting it onto them, but I see it as, like, just <laughs> an exploration game. Like, yeah. Proteus, but bigger. Yeah. And um, I like Proteus, even though it was So what, you tiny. think it should just stick with wonderful. what it is, then? Most people probably enjoy more if they did That's add all of that in. I've remembered now, sorry, what? base building, which, oh, yes, which seems building. really counter... To what I just uh, said. Contraflow <laughs> to yeah. the exploration. It's saying, hey, make this your home. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I, but I don't want it to... be. Right, I should put this out there. I don't like crafting in games. I hate it. I hate it. And the less of that, personally, the better. But I appreciate that's a very. Were mean you looking thing. forward to We Happy Few? Was I looking forward to We Happy Few? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Don't bother them. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I, I, I was until I saw it properly. Yeah. And then I was like, eh. Because much like everyone else, when I first saw the original footage, I was like, that looks kind of Bioshocky Bioshock. and like yeah. a that, very... I think that's what they were trying to market it as, though. They like... shouldn't have. I don't think they were. I mean, you read it, a lot of it inter- felt like early they interviews were, though. and they were saying, we appreciate the Bioshock nod, but we're really aiming for something different. Yeah. But when that trailer was shown, and I suppose it, it's a victim of its its own fantastic subjective marketing whatever yeah. jobby like that's uh, kind of a similar situation really isn't it exactly yeah and that's it and i think they've fallen victim to how impressive and professional it looks which it, is not a bad thing mm. they were hoping probably to just sell it on that first part of the game and then people will go from there and then how do you slow that down with no man's sky when everyone's saying yeah it's gonna be amazing this 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 you can't start saying ha actually no you're wrong you you misheard me no you misinterpreted no 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 you stop no. it kind of did he kind, kind of did try that doing that, that though yeah. on twitter he was just like guys it's not a multiplayer game yeah. you need to calm down but then you don't want to kill the hype so it's like what do you what fuck do you do at that point despite all the hate with it, it is still going to be one of the most bought games of it sold very well it already I, i've been told by game managers that um their stock's out yeah, like I'm, it, I'm it's not, launched not, day and it's gone. I'm not so. surprised. Yeah, so. I don't know if that will keep up because word of mouth. I think mainstream market will be like, oh shit, and it will die down sales wise. Yeah, but I think that will be. I think we'll see it still well. So. It'll still do well. It's. it's just I mean, we haven't played people. it, so we we can't no. have too strong of an opinion <laughs> on it. But yeah. we have opinions on sort of the package around it. But Maybe we, we should we do don't a know follow about the game. up where we've all played it for a good. 20 hours or something yeah. and then get back to it oh I love how people were annoyed by the way when um they found out that a guy finished the game in 30 hours yeah. it's not finished because it's he saw everything no no he saw everything but everything got to on. the centre of the universe and was like is this it you've played a 30 hour game what do people want when a 30 hour long experience isn't long enough but then remember they were saying for you to visit every single star it will take you a hundred billion he, hours. He essentially mm. just went straight game. through. Though, but this didn't person he? He, didn't, it. he didn't go all if around. If you wanted to, you could finish the game. I'm doing air quotes. Finish the game in thirty hours. But the whole point is about being distracted, which is why I, I'm not going to mention it again. It's why I liked Starbound, where you could just go to random planets. There mm. was a story throughout, but you could go to random planets yeah. and just mess about and explore. And look, it's a funny shaped mountain. Oh, that one looks like a boob. Strange, cute. <laughs> Rabbit that's firing acid at me. And yeah. yeah. The distraction was really key in, in the lifespan of that game. Uh, another point of criticism that people are making is that they believe that the the variations of species and planets are actually a lot more limited than they thought. Um, in that, like, you will see... If you visited 100 species, you'd start noticing... Similarities. Similarities of, like, their body parts and stuff. There can only be so much, obviously. It's like, there can well, only be so much. you can only so create much. so many names as well, I guess. Yeah, and people are starting to see a lot of the same creature. And then, obviously, because it is procedurally generated, sometimes it's luck-based as well. Like, some people are going and finding these huge, magnificent dinosaurs yeah. that look amazing. And some people are going to planets... For, Ten hours and are just finding tiny little species yeah, that aren't very filled, interesting. Yeah. Filled with rats. Is on, it is it pretty much just stone planets? The main like the main planet you start you start on the, like one planet, don't you? And then I you don't go know. From no, there. you you start. I assume you start on a random one. I was going to say, I was wondering if where you started the game, everyone started a similar sort of thing where yeah. like they've got the gameplay trailer and then you just go on. No, you just start on a random planet and your ship's trash. You've got to fix it up and that gets you used to the controls and then you've got to source a lo- uh, uh, material. So, so at least it's getting you into the mechanics up. straight away yeah, yeah. where you've got to fix your ship, you've got to maintain it. You've probably got to put fuel in it as well, I guess. But I, I imagine that's why you're also Power gathering resources. Yeah. 
we were always told that it was big and vast. Mm. And then there's that central point that you've got to get to. And that kind of contradicts the whole yeah, kind of wonder agree. of exploration, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. But then how do you pitch a game where you say, and don't worry because there's no end game because there's no point. Minecraft manager. They did add in the yes, dragon. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're right. Like It's difficult to appeal to the mainstream the thing is, is everyone that you see on Twitter, when you see everyone talking it's about games the, on Twitter, the 1%. that's the 1%, yeah, exactly, and, not even and that. everyone yeah. forgets that. Yeah. That is not the majority of gamers. No. The people you will converse it's with. It's just the people you hear the most. Mm, the, yeah, exactly. All the people you see on Twitter talking about games and moaning about games and, and saying how shit things are. The internet forums, in general. Yeah. Internet in general. That is not, that's not gamers. Like, that's 1%. Most that's the people, people that do it as a massive the hobby. Game, to be honest. The mainstream yeah. market is like 99% beyond that. And... Uh, may even sometimes consider themselves hardcore but they but the market would see them as casual gamers casual, yeah. as a casual market and that's the majority the people that aren't spending their time on Twitter bitching about games yeah that's believe it or not that's the crowd publishers want because that's the big chunk yeah. you look at Call of Duty every year everyone says yeah. oh not another yeah. one I'm definitely but not then buying they're this still one gonna this buy is ridiculous it. Call of Duty's no, dead even if they don't buy it it doesn't matter because there's still x million people yeah. out there there's, there's still all it. those there's still all those parents that are going to buy it for their Ten-year-old exactly. son, that as well, yeah, which is course. that dislike bar don't mean shit. Yeah, on the recent no. one, absolutely, it really insane. doesn't. That whole campaign between Battlefield One and Call of Duty also uh, controversial. Everyone thought the Call of Duty campaign looked good during E3 when they didn't know it was <laughs> it Call of Duty. Oh, it did, though. I was watching it live. It did, though. It actually some... looked like a futuristic shooter. Well, like... everyone was... I, I would probably buy it. It hadn't announced that it was. Call of Duty in that trailer, mm-hmm. and everyone was still doing the whole R.I.P. card, R.I.P. card. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this looks amazing! Is uh, this Star Wars? Because the they've been showing yeah. off Star Wars. Oh, this is amazing. And then like it and started then you had the dawning, the and end. you got cu- yeah, and they were like, uh. hell. I I would argue the campaign of Infinite Warfare. Is that right? Infinite. Was yeah, it? that sounds good. What is it called? Is it called Infinite, yeah, Infinite Warfare? Warfare? Right. It was, there was uh, Modern Warfare, Advanced Warfare, and now it's Infinite right, Warfare. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> I would argue the campaign of Infinite Warfare looks more interesting than Battlefield 1 to me. Because yeah. it is different. Yeah. Well, Whereas Battlefield is, 1 though, is just kind of how it was a couple of years ago. Can't, well, even, can't even get on horses in Battlefield 1. Well, when, whenever, whenever I played uh, Modern Warfare 2, which I still think is the best Call of Duty game. I've never played Call of Duty. No, 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 I know you haven't, <laughs> but like, it's, still re- it's still regarded as the best one for me. It was just so nice to play and it, it didn't have all the criticism that it really did nowadays Modern Warfare 2 but not to sound like but I actually enjoyed the single player campaigns on those it's the, all multiplayer focused it was now. action movie pulp that's at it at it's best and that is enjoyable yeah. and people used to complain that it was four or six hours long didn't they I don't mm. know if you remember well, it, but, well, the average was, movie is just, two hours long anyway exactly. so. I don't yeah. care about game length it's quality over quantity that's my it. son yeah. I would it's pay like, six pounds like, for Life at Firewatch Look at I would pay six pounds for Firewatch. That was a better experience to me than How long was that, give or take? Firewatch, I played it for exactly four hours. Yeah, it's about a three to four hour game. The memory of that game is in stick in my head longer than most games I've played this well, year. It, the main thing that stuck out with Firewatch for me is it was so character driven and like the actual uh, the voice acting for the game was phenomenal. Oof. That's what kept it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dialogue and yeah, the game is amazing. Back to Call of Duty though. Move it back. Call of Duty Call of Duty's dead. But, it won't be and yet, their last quarter that Activision had, Call of Duty sold better than it ever has, ever. Yeah. The last Call of Duty game is selling better than they ever have. But Call of Duty's dead. And, oh, what's that? Oh, the pre-orders of the new one are higher than Call of Duty pre-orders have there's, ever well, been. I mean, yeah, yeah. The only way you can get the remaster is if you pre-order the new one with the special edition. Whereas loads of people would have probably just pre-ordered the special... Or like, not bought the, it. The remaster. There are people that go, oh, the new Call of Duty's shit. Oh, Call of Duty's dead. 
But I'm going to buy it anyway because I want the remaster. But then... What? Well, it's like the same, but I'm going to buy it anyway because my friends are playing it and I want to play the game that, at the same There's, time. That, there's well. that, that's it. And there's the people that just buy it for the multiplayer. And there's the people that are still out there that just buy it for the single player. Yeah. If it came on two discs, they'd literally frisbee the multiplayer out of the window straight away and go, ah Well, that's, that's what you had on <sighs> Xbox 360 where yeah. with uh, all the Call of Duty games there. You had the single player disc and you had the multiplayer disc. Most people just throw away the single player and they'd be like, well, why aren't you done 1,000% on there? Because I didn't fucking care but this is, this is going to be amazing if this becomes an ongoing pattern. If the next game comes with the World at War yeah. bundled in with it. Oh, well, they will definitely keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Because what people used to do on last gen, whenever a new one came out, mm. you'd have people who bought it on day one, complained about it after giving all of their money away, and so they went, I'm going to go play the old one with my mates. Yeah. And every year that went on, that trickle went back further and yeah. further and further. So the Modern Warfare servers were still active. I remember playing the first Modern Warfare game. I was playing the single player, and it was mu so much fun. It's that whole action thing, as you were saying, it's so stylized and in your face, and it's, it is a very linear experience, Modern obviously. Modern Warfare is still super quotable for me, which yeah. shows how influential it was. I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I sold Modern Warfare to people, actually, in shops. Yeah. But I still remember certain bits of that, quotable like an action movie, almost. Yeah. How do you guys feel about, with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, with the limited edition, um, where you're how much is it? 90 quid? Something like that? I don't it, know. It, they, it's they something like 60 ones, quid for the special edition that comes with the remaster. Is it? Six, uh, if it's 60, it's... I, I can find out exactly. Call of Duty's always done obnoxious bundles anyway. The one that came with the drone and, you mm. know, so there's always... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, because I, I believe that this is going to become a thing. Where, 69 well, 99 okay. British pounds. All right. Um, I think this is going to become a thing where games are released with... Holding. A remaster or a remake, or whatever, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of backlash about that. I thought about it, and I was like, I'd prefer that to to paying seventy pounds for a limited edition that just comes with like a season pass or tag. Yeah, yeah. At least you're getting an extra game. Uh, I think the thing I don't hate more that annoyed that about is, yeah, they're probably going to buy the new game anyway, mm. but it probably would have been nice to be able to buy the remaster on its oh, own. Oh, they'll sell it standalone. I'm they'll sure. still charge fifty quid for it on its own. Yeah. I'm sure they will. It'll probably be a downloadable title rather than actually releasing disc or something. Probably. But it's a really interesting idea. I quite like the idea of remastering a game and launching it alongside an old one. Because you think this game, like I said, it came out 2007? Yeah. What year is it now? 2018. It's almost, it's ten, Are you almost honestly... 10 years now. Okay, I thought you was like, what year is it? Well, Nine years ago. Years. Nine years ago now. So anyone who was like awesome at it back then, there is a chance if they were older than myself, mm. they may have stopped gaming for various reasons, and seeing that may get them back into it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people of all ages that play games, mm. but it, this might be enough to bring more people back into the fold. Maybe that's why Activision are doing it, because everyone already buys it. How are we going to get more people to do it? Why not get the people who have left the series behind to join up? Yeah. It's a viable yeah. marketing technique. You'll, you'll probably have Modern Warfare 2 releasing aside whatever advanced to yeah. infinite or whatever warfare it is next time that they do most people wouldn't agree with us most people hate the idea of remakes and re-releases yeah. and remasters i don't mind it in most people's minds they feel it's replacing new games no it isn't it's because it's usually sent to like third party developers that just focus well, the, on the, the thing is though like for example the last of us remastered edition i paid for that on ps3 i paid like 40 quid for that when that came out because it was naughty dog and i like their games God's sake, they did Crash Bandicoot Uncharted. And I loved Crash Bandicoot Uncharted. 
Crash Bandicoot and Uncharted. Crash Bandicoot, colon, Uncharted. (laughs) Um, It makes it sound like you said Crash Bandicoot's colon was Uncharted. This is why it could be Uncharted. Where is Crash Bandicoot's colon? That's why in No Man's Sky... Find out in the remastered ones. ...where you can go inside the animals. And also, if you pick up an Akaraku, it goes inside the colon. Yeah. Well, when I bought uh, The Last of Us Remastered Edition, it was a lot cheaper than the original when it came out. It was at most 30 quid. That was a really quick turnaround, though, that remaster that I mean, was that's probably why a lot of people are so needed it because the the game didn't perform as well on ps3 and they fixed that in the remaster edition but they also gave you all the dlc and the uh ellie's story prequel to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. So you keep saying performance is in performance like it's really confusing stuff, don't yeah. you? yes whereas i keep thinking performance is in it's all one million copies yeah. no yeah. yeah no i'm talking about the fact frame that rates. you'd be playing it on ps3 and it would be at 30 frames and then it would drop to something like 18 continuously. But it was amazing that they got that out of the last generation. That I know, right? I mean, if you if you were to go back and play the PS3 now, the games still do look really yeah. good on there. But you're going to have to dust it off or something. But so. that's the thing with remasters as well. Because, obviously, with the invention of the polygon or whatever, mm. I remember things like early Time Splitters, uh, the first Tomb Raider, Oni, uh, mm. etc., and three years on, those looked rubbish. Yeah. Because technology was suddenly galloping forward. You play anything before that, you play the old pixel-based games. Yeah. You boot up the snares that you've got dusty in the cupboard, you know, and it still looks wonderful because mm-hmm. it was stylized. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. they were using everything they could. But when it went to Polygon, it became all about visuals. And we have what we have with Final Fantasy. They said there were five pillars of Final Fantasy or something like that. Right, yeah. Amazing soundtrack. Next generation visuals, wonderful, shocking storytelling, yada yada, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. But basically, that second one, the visuals, that just dates the game. Mm-hmm. If you if you focus on amazing visuals rather than style, your game looks pretty pants about five years on. Yeah. And so with Call of Duty, people getting that out because they're nostalgic, because it was focusing on that's one hell of a big beef. <laughs> because yeah. they were focusing on visuals. Yeah. And how realistic it was, it has aged. It's aged terrible. Well, that's where so remasters come remaster in. Is, it, it, does it, it does it. It does it. Sort of like justice is hmm. is keeping it to modern standards. I buy them. I, I think I had this discussion with, with someone else on our podcast before. Actually, <laughs> I've just, just realised the second time it's come up. But uh, but yeah, I have no problem like remasters and stuff. Like that. Most people do though. Like most people just feel like somehow they're being cheated on. Like I think most people. Maybe for good reason, are just naturally cynical of the industry, and they yeah. feel like that's like, cheating on them. It's like, don't buy it. Well, like where oh, they're trying to get more money out of this same game. That I get, thing. I get that. I, yeah. I do get that. But the thing is, it's easy not to buy it, and then you could say, well, I'm not getting new games because they keep remaking stuff instead, and that's not true. In fact, sometimes the remakes actually help, re- or re-releases actually help fund new games. Yes, for so shock. I mean, you look at the late into the PS3's lifespan, you mm. had a God of War remaster just before yeah. the new one came. Mm-hmm. The well, you had the one out. and two remaster, yeah. didn't you? And, then, and they went, there was probably about four months where all of a sudden everything got a remaster and everything got repackaged and then yeah. sequels came out. I think and Sony, even, Sony even was Ubisoft, doing that quite a lot Ubisoft with their got games. got in yeah. on that as well, didn't they? Because they did the Splinter Cell collection on the PlayStation Which I bought because Creed. I have massive respect for Splinter Cell series. It's one of my favourite Massive games. respect for Ubisoft. Big, big Ubi fan. Well, no. Well, the thing is, though, two of my favourite <laughs> series are Rayman, which is Ubisoft, and yeah. Splinter Cell, which is Ubisoft. It's weird that they come from the same company, but... The Rayman series... Terrible, but Rayman Origins onwards, amazing, brilliant, excellent. I never thought I'd ever return to. Mm. I thought when platforming by, by comes terrible, back. Terrible. What ones are you talking about here? 
I'm talking about before Rayman Origins, well, I did not have the patience to sit down for a Rayman game because I was spoiled with platformers from everywhere. Yeah, but then was, platformers yeah. just died, and Rayman Origins came out, and it was perfect. I have fond memories of Rayman Origins. But the time it. trials were the hardest things in that game. But I bet it was all a glorious haze. And you can't it, remember it how long you spent on it, but every minute was magic. I still believe that Rayman Origins is the greatest 2D platformer ever made. It's oh, my favourite 2D platform, yeah, and I, I love platforms. Think I can... I'm still going through Legends at the moment. I don't think it has that same level as WoW as Origins. Yeah, that's it's it's probably a better game, to be honest, but I, I, it's just I, that I, it doesn't the have shadows, the same impact. The visual art style is actually, because of the shadows. Yeah, it, it's well. a little bit darker, As well as you know that, the, I mean. the mascot character, Eddie? Yeah. Murphy. Uh, Murphy. Murphy, close. Uh, see, look, see what he did there. Yeah, the actor. Eddie yeah, Murphy. And the musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like those bits actually. Uh, Murphy bits are good. I have to say, but I because actually, of that, it, yeah. yeah, it made it a bit more awkward for me to play. It didn't feel as natural. It was built for Wii U. Remember? Would have been great so, on Wii U. It was built yeah. for Wii U. Yeah, it was going to be Wii U exclusive. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which would have been annoying if, if it had gone through with that. Well, it annoyed Wii U owners fairly, I suppose. Actually, that's one thing that does annoy me. Why do people care if a game isn't exclusive? People get like that. More people like, get Wii U was like, oh, other people will be able to play it. That well, was you know, hours. It was, it was probably because they had loads of games cancelled in development. Well, I suppose they got it late. Yeah, they Maybe got it after example. the, the new one. Might be a poor example, but yeah. in general, people get annoyed uh, at, the, at the idea of other people getting a game. Now, you know we played Rayman Origins for quite a bit. The menu system in it, where you go into different levels, I feel like the one in Legends was not very good compared it to... It probably worked better, but it was less charming. What, the one in Origin? Uh, Legends. Legends, yeah. Legends, you mean the hub, right? The hub, yeah, the uh, level hub, yeah. Yeah, Legends hub probably worked better. Especially because they had extra bits, like they had the pets you collected, and they had the scratch Origins levels, scratch stuff, cards. Yeah, yeah. So the hub made sense, but like the um, Origins ones was more simple, I suppose. The thing is, though, the one in Origins was sort of a throwback to the previous one in Rayman kind of 2 like as well, one. where you were sort of jumping around this world in the main hub world, as it's called, mm. where you were going to and from different points and jumping on lums to go into different levels. That's what I th felt it was better as. Like, oh my god, I would die for another one. They won't because Legends sold like crap. But I, yeah. I would die for a remaster of Rayman 2. They should completely because they re loose out that engine though. They should let people. Yeah, because, oh, because the, the, the framework engine, engine is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love for a remaster of the second game, Great Escape, because that was that was a great game. I, I loved it. You got a remaster of it? No, I didn't. 3DS. Go play that. Go play the 3DS remaster. Uh, it's not Go right. and play the 3DS master. I don't care. It's shit. I don't care for it because. <laughs> It's going to be something like Rayman M or whatever that's not actually a It was called Rayman. Rayman 3D, I think you'll find. Mm, fuck off. It was terrible. It was bad. It was terrible. I bought that for my mum for Christmas. Ubisoft deserved to apologise to my mother. <laughs> but I bought Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc when it was remastered on PS3. And I just felt like I was back to sitting in my room playing the PS2 constantly on a weekend. Just in that zone again where you don't do anything else. Um, but... Which uh, we, we've about gone year old well games. off of topic. Yeah, now. yeah, that's fine. I agree with you on exclusivity. It started as a, oh, it started as a kind of seal of quality thing, but then it became a funding thing, and now it's become a a horrible thing oh. that's almost a bragging. Really. The thing is, exclusivity unfortunately serves an annoying purpose. It does. Because often that's a company will pay a developer a lot of yep. money for exclusivity rights, and often that funds the game, well, exactly. which is really annoying. Because I hate the idea of well, exclusivity. It, it I would love it to be on everything. Console, though that's the thing. That's what they want. They want. Yeah, yeah. It just unfortunately makes sense. Like people get annoyed with it, understandably. And like there shouldn't be exclusives, but that's just not 
we don't live in that it's world. Not it's not practical. They're different companies. That own. If we just had one console that existed, owned by one publisher, then great. But we don't. They're owned by different companies. Well, you could do. Just have a gaming PC instead. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your uh, Mario and Donkey Kong and Kirby. And yeah. Bitcoin. But you know what? You know, I, I hardly PC game. But even then, that would be an ideal situation for me. If just everyone released every game on PC, gr- I would support that. Great. That would be brilliant. Yeah. If well, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft just went, yeah, it, we'll put everything on there. It's a platform that most people, albeit not as powerful, have in their home all the time. Even with the fact that you've got something like, you know Razer, they make game yeah, yeah, yeah. components. They've released Razer Core, where you can actually just chuck a desktop graphics card into an enclosure providing you've got a suitable computer to do it with, you can actually play full desktop games on a laptop, which is something that's really good because then you can take the laptop with you. But I feel like that platform has more potential for games to release on than consoles do because consoles are going to eventually die off it. I feel like they're, they're getting well, to that point. Oh. Everyone says that. Everyone's well, like, we're getting to a point where consoles are dying. No, not Consoles so- are selling better this generation than they ever, ever, ever they have. <laughs> but there will be a point when they die. It Possibly. will be the I, same point where... No, I'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you're, you're past you, right? I don't think they will completely die. They'll become wearable they'll technology. Be, they'll be like niche yeah. or like... like well, they're going to, yeah, they're going to sort of like virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. See, when that ties into a pair of sunglasses and completely wearable and you've got an opaque mode where mm. you can't see what's going on in front of you like busy traffic or ferocious lion. Then we'll or, all be dead and won't need games. Or a transparent mode where you can. The HTC yeah. Vive already has that where it's got a uh, camera built into the front of it where I think it's like sort of zero latency because obviously if you're going to be moving around and that camera's like <laughs> lagging <laughs> you're going to be vomiting like... everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> You pick stuff up and then it's like, huh! It's like lag in real life. You pick up a bottle and it just like slides up into your hands. That's why I appreciate the PSVR for actually. I really respect that they've told developers it's like, if you don't have a consistent 60 frames per second, you can't release a game on PSVR. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's, if that's, it, that's even if it drops to 59 at any point, we will reject it. Well, that's a good point actually because consoles are probably much better designed for VR than some gaming pieces are because the hardware is the same across the board. It's set, yeah, 100%. No performance. The game issues. developer releases yeah. a game for that; it works every time on mm-hmm. that console. Whereas with a PC, the hardware is so vast and there's so much out there, and people mm-hmm. can have older video cards. It won't necessarily hit that unless you've got pretty much the latest or the generation before that card and the right computer to do it. And from a market perspective, if VR is to become mainstream, it will be via consoles and mobile devices. It won't be PC. Well, yeah, you've already and got loads of... And every, I mean, it and happy meal boxes. Well, you, exactly. You've already got Google Cardboard, Samsung Gear VR, and you've also... It's that kind also, of stuff that will push you've it. You've also got other sort of, like, Huawei and other mobile developers and manufacturers making their own ones to go with specific phones. But Samsung... Gear VR, obviously mm. that's part of Oculus Rift as well. They they own a stake in their company. So they've already gone in with it on both sides of it. So they've got the mobile platform and then they've also got the PC platform as well. So they could go either way with it and decide which one they want to continue with in the future if they release more models, I guess. But there will always be it on PC still. I think it's just more, oh, it's just, much it's, easier on mobile version because you can just take it out as a little headset. Yeah, I just think VR is going to be like niche on PC for now I honestly still feel like it's still mainstream in, VR is years away it's still in the phase of wow look at this what I'm, this I'm, in, an, I'm in a game step. world yeah. this is, this oh is yeah yeah it's step. paving the way yeah. it won't do so well now in terms of like getting development down but 
more the thing years is, down the line, it will. It's going to have to take an Oculus perspective on it, which is Oculus know they're not going to have it boom next year and be massive. They know they're in it for the long game. And that's what it needs, because if people keep releasing these VR devices and they sell sort of okay and they don't bother, then VR's dead. But if someone plays a long game with it, it will work out. And hopefully mm. Oculus do that. I mean, Oculus were going with the uh, the kind of new, new console aspect, like PlayStation mm. and their VR. In the, you know about, obviously, the great video game crash where Atari and mm-hmm. Commodore and Amiga, they had just anyone could make a game for it, you know, they'd all came out and all of a sudden nobody was buying anything because there were so many games, there were no substantial sellers. Mm-hmm. And so it just collapsed. So Nintendo cropped up with their seal of, what's the Nintendo seal? Seal of approval. Seal of approval, there we are. Yeah. Which is essentially what any console does. I can't remember the damn term. I'll remember it in about 10 minutes and shout it out. But that controls what's on the market and so that keeps the not the chaff but that keeps the vast majority mm. and the pulpware and whatever out and that's what oculus were trying to do with their closed marketplace which was a good attitude but it was received so poorly especially when htc went if you can make a game you can play it on a you know and and yeah all of a sudden to you the had point the where people were PCs like shareware and you had yeah. a nintendo's console and we know that everyone was calling pc dead for years years mm. and years and years because of how consistent consoles were delivering higher quality goods yeah but with the hardware progressing so fast on pc now it's much easier to say that the game on pc is a more polished product yes Whereas people are so critical about games on consoles now, like they're always comparing it to PC, but people are forgetting that PC is always upgradable. Yeah. Whereas the console is not. It's not modular, not like a PC. No. But consoles are probably going into that into that leapfrogging. It generation would, it would make sense soon. for it to be. Which I think. But you know, I think if done well, that will be a good thing for both publisher and consumer. Yeah. If yeah. done well, there are massive risks there, and it could be stupid and just be awful for everyone we all know how well nintendo did with their marketing on the wii u and Mm. the 3ds that hurt them and that's what risks happening with scorpio and neo if they don't inform the population actually this is kind of like a Mm 1.1 so you know you can run some games people are already getting confused with that with the uh, xbox one s where it's just like unless you have a hdr tv what's the point there's no point in buying that console uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of Digital Foundry. They do some work yeah, with yeah, Eurogamer. Yeah, Eurogamer. they were doing some games on there that were rated to have a better performance on Xbox One S and comparing it against a normal one. And there were situations where the game had performed better, but it was like a 1.2% increase overall. But we're treating like a PS3 Slim. Yeah, that's, that's it. all it is, the S. It's just a nice looking Xbox. That's it, but people are going to get confused because there are going to be three different versions of the Xbox One console. I think the first one will go budget and then fade away. But then they can't cut the price, can they? Because they've said that the bleed over between the two mm-hmm. systems will be negligible. Mm-hmm. And so realistically, for people like us who would have bought the console on day one, the first generation, we're probably going to wait until the third or fourth generation and they start saying, oh, wait a minute, yeah, you can't quite run this. Actually, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's like that, someone's drawn stick figures. That's how it should the... happen, though, really, because they, it's such a debt. It's so difficult because basically what they want is they want the phone model which actually really works out because at the moment every time a console comes out you have your install base a new console comes out you have no install base you have to start from scratch whereas with this you can just keep building on the install base instead of losing each time but the messaging is crucial you i mean they have to get it across properly and also they can't piss off their current install base like they, they can't lose it 
Well, that's it will need to play previous games every well, that, time. That's yeah. the whole thing with Android and iOS phones, where the whole two-year contract thing, where you'll get a phone, say, for example, the iPhone Ooh, 5. consoles. No, no, that could, no, 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 it probably no. will happen. I, I was going to make a point about that, but, yeah, you've got the iPhone 5, and then you've got the slightly upgraded version, which is the iPhone 5S, mm-hmm. which people one year into their contract are going to be like, oh, it's only a slightly better version. But when that two-year contract is up, they'll have the iPhone 6. They'll upgrade to that one because that one's just at the end of the two years and the phone's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit outdated. Now it might not do everything as it was. But it's still currently being supported. Software updates are still coming out for it. Apps are still being released. But when it gets to sort of the next generation of like the next two years, like where you've got the iPhone 7 coming out, that iPhone 5 will be... They'll cut updates It'll be gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That hardware will be dead. Because technology moves so fast nowadays, you could buy it and six months later it's out of date already. I think we're all in agreement on that one, really. I think we kind are. Of. So Find if they the could details, do something but... like that with consoles, which I say why Xbox has sort of done it, where you've got the base model, which is the normal Xbox One, like day one edition, the big fat black console, and then you've got the Xbox One S, which is a slight improvement... Sort of it looks similar, gorgeous. I mean, sort it of looks similar naming situation to the, the iPhones here. And That's intentional for sure. You've got the new Xbox Scorpio, which could be called like Xbox One P or something. Performance. For, for <laughs> Xbox One SS. Yeah. They can't call it the Xbox Superior two. Speed or something. <laughs> That, I yeah, mean, that's it, completely changed the way that yeah. they're developing their system. I mean, how, how long has Xbox One and PS4 been out now? It's been like two, three years. So, yeah, it's essentially they're getting to the point where it is like going for the phone hardware. So they are getting to the point of releasing a new version, although the old version still, still works. Oh, that's the aim. Replace every, every three years. But, yeah. but don't lose that install pace for another yeah. three years. The thing is, though, like consoles could very well do the whole subscription-based thing. Mm-hmm. They already do it for the online services. What do you mean? You mean uh, contract them? The contract phones. You sure. know what? Where you buy a phone on contract, you get so many things a month. Uh, so, for example, you buy a contract, you pay 30, 40 quid a month. You get the phone included, or you pay a small fee for the phone. So, it's 40 quid a month, 40 quid for the phone upfront cost. At the end of the contract, two years, you own that phone. Mm-hmm. If something like that was done with consoles... And you didn't have to pay for PSN on top. Yeah. That's what I was going to say as well. So, for example, when you have it, you get the phone at the end, but also you get sort of like the minutes and the text and the data. If you were to get the console 40 quid a month or even 30 quid a month, it depends how much they want to do it. If they were to do something like that, then they'd probably be able to put more money into the next version of hardware that they put out. That would have to be an option. And the new one you can only get on contract, like when the iPhone first appeared. That's it. Because that's for the more hardcore gamers. Yeah, you know what? I've got to have, I've got to have the new mm-hmm. one. Whereas kids, yeah. their parents aren't going to want to go... Yeah, forty quid a month. Sure, that sounds ace. Yeah, and but then you've also, do but then so you, you have always still the got the option flat. of being able to buy the actual device outright, which yeah. is what I've done with my phone. Hmm. And then I've I've bought the actual subscription. Say for example, PSN Plus mobile phone SIM contract on my own. That's you know it. what? That's the I for me. That's the ideal scenario. I would love yeah. that. That would be a good way for the games manufactured like console makers mm-hmm. to go. It wouldn't probably happen for a good few. Well, probably about another life. Four or five it's, it'll years. Be, it, it's it's going to be such a difficult thing to get the yeah. messaging across. For. This uh, this Scorpio and the Neo need to be fully detailed, and they need to work That's at it. launch. And they, they need to need work to as described. Months. They need to yeah, work yeah. as described. They need to be able to do like the, oh, no the red light. The, no, the, the no, Neo is no trying to go lights. with no. uh, VR mainly. PS four K VR. That's the package that they're yeah. trying to go for. Whereas. Xbox One, the new one, Scorpio, is mainly trying to be, this is more performance, you've got HDR gaming, you can probably play games at 4K as well. But, 
Dead Rising has always been pitched on Microsoft consoles, and it's always been, look at how many zombies there are on screen. That is exactly the kind of thing that they need, because that's all these are. They're subtle differences, a little yeah. bit more powerful. Oh, yeah, on the older one, two years ago, 40 zombies on screen. That's it. Sad face. You know, yeah. now... 80 zombies on screen, etc. They need practical examples like that. That's where this comes into with the phone thing as well. Like, you've got newer versions of the Android operating system and the newer version of the iOS. Like, yep. here it is running on the older hardware. It's a little bit slower, but it still works. Yep. On the newer hardware, look at this. It's lightning quick. It downloads apps this fast, plays games really well, all that sort of stuff. We have the situation where apparently we're led to believe that, well, with PlayStation, for example, from October onwards, all developers that are making the PS4 game has to make it work for the PS4 Neo and also the original PS4. So it's going to be a hard... So it has to work for both. So it's going to be a software switch on the console. It's going to be like PC. Where it recognises that you are on. Yeah. Well, I don't think it will allow you to pick. No, but you know in, say, Rainbow Six or although, most Ubisoft games actually, where you go to Ultra settings. Actually saying to, that, there was a know, game that released on PS4 recently that gave you the option to run the game at... 1080p 30 frames or 720p 60 frames I don't remember the name of the That's game good. but like it that. actually gave you the option it's like here you can play it at a higher frame rate but you'll take a hit on resolution you probably won't notice it much if you're on a small screen but 1080p you want the full 1080p well, that sounds you? perfect for and, what was and, and 30 frames is actually the target for games on yeah, the console yeah, yeah. 60 frames is nice, but... The the 1%, the elite, yeah. complain about, oh, this isn't 60 frames on well, the Xbox. If, if the rubbish. elite complain about the fact that... The elite complain about everything. If it's <laughs> not the 60 frames on a console, they should just stop and go and buy a freaking gaming PC But they're also, your, they're also your best salesman, because when you see your mate, if you don't play many games, when you see your mates are yeah. playing this game, you go yeah. out and buy it anyway. Oh, what's it like? Yeah, mate, it's brilliant, yeah, I'm loving it, yeah! Yeah, all of a sudden you've got free extra sales from your. That's it. Word of mouth sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So but they they are important. They're the they're the evangelists, I suppose. Yeah. For the, for the consoles, as well as being the vocal shouty shouty ones. That's it. I have a feeling this whole thing from October, where you, as you were saying, the whole they've got to make it so it's compatible with both consoles. It may increase development time a little bit. But if you're getting an overall more polished product on the console, if you own the better one like the PS4, 4K, or Scorpio. It's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out really. But when you develop with PC in mind, which I know first party games obviously don't on PlayStation, but when you develop for that in mind as a as a third party, with PC in mind you do go ultra setting, realistic setting, that's medium. It. If that's all they need to do, if that's when they say, Yeah, you know, this is restricted to this, this is restricted to this, then for the people that already have that mentality, it won't really be that much extra work. For that's people it. who don't, it you know, it potentially will be. It'll certainly be a divisive fact when it rolls around. Yeah. The problem with, with this change in, in how that market will work is I've seen people that consider themselves hardcore gamers confused by the Xbox One S and Scorpio. Yes. And if those people are confused, the mainstream market are not going to fucking get it. Like, no. at all. They're not. The only way that they can hope that the people that are just like, as you say, casual gamers will understand this is if the people selling the consoles are on website and in store fully explain it. Or they just say it's like phones. Yeah, that's exactly honestly like the best way to back, do it. Back yeah. to yeah. what the discussion we were having was. You've just upgraded your iPhone, why not trade it in towards the new one yeah. and upgrade your console at the same time. And if that's they buy it. in the subscription models, like you said, that's brilliant. I mean, you think if PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now were tied into it, and Xbox Live and their equivalent well, service well, was tied into it. Another thing on this, um, you both know what it was like selling games consoles. Mm-hmm. 
what sort of a markup would the company usually put on the games console? Would what it, do you mean? Like, as in the the. Are you the, asking the, how much retail take? Not yeah. much. Not much. Right. So I know that if games sell a PS4, they get five whole pounds on yeah. the sale of a console. Right. Okay. This is where it could also benefit the retail side of games market, where the subscription basing, as we were going back to the phone contracts and you buy the phone monthly, say the console itself, if better hardware is put in there and it's saying it's like a PC, so say for example the consoles came out and they were like 400 or 500 pounds, but you had the option to buy them on that subscription basis. How much would uh, 400 over, say, two years be per month? It's, uh, 24 months, isn't it? So that's 16 pounds 66 a month. Mm-hmm. So, say, for example, game were to put that up to 20 or even 25 a month. Mm. That's not a lot a month if you think about it. Your average phone contract, as I said, is 30 40 pounds a month. So it could actually benefit brick and mortar stores. Like in retail, but then more so with that sort of. But then, if you were to, to buy it direct from the manufacturer or, That's or it. online, no, or something, then it would be so much cheaper that no one's going to. And buy someone retail. online will well, say it for nothing. The, the average they the football. Well, the thing is, though, the average person that goes into a phone store doesn't think about that. Like, oh, if I buy this, it would be cheaper for me to buy the phone True. outright in the long haul, and then buy a Simone contract. This is what I'm saying with the whole, you could buy the console outright if you wanted to, but if you buy it monthly, you are always going to have that additional cost on top because you're essentially Something else to consider, though, is yeah. that R&D costs within the company will drop because not all they're doing, of course, because everything needs testing. But if you're just doing kind of like, oh, you know, the next upgrade will be purely graphics card. We'll take the graphics card out. This is the new one. We've already got a contract. We'll buy two million of those, please. Thank you, Bish Rush Bosh. Use the yeah. same case. Slap a free on the front. You know, uh, and so that will reduce manufacturing costs, development costs, etc., yeah. and and factory costs because the factory will always be making something. Yeah. They won't shut the factory down. They'll just say, "Yep, roll out the fours now." Yeah. You know, and and so it it could really change the way that money changes hands as well, and and the prices on these things. Yeah. The interesting thing, of course, is that the difference between iPhones and consoles is most consoles don't make a profit off of consoles, yes. or very slim, whereas they iPhones make a profit off massive. the games. They make, yep. But that's why they still want this model, because they keep the install base. They keep yeah. the install base, and then they, everyone can buy the games. So a, a larger install base can buy those yeah, games. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I'm going on about. Like, If the console itself was 25 a month, and then the games themselves were still the same sort of price, you'd still be getting a sort of reasonable value for it all. Mm. At the end, like, because more people sometimes like to do a monthly thing rather than paying it out all yearly. It doesn't some seem pe- as much, some does people it? look at a £500 phone like, oh, I can't afford that one in one go, but they can afford to pay £20 a month mm-hmm. over two years because they think, oh, it's just £20 a month when they don't realise that over two years that could be quite a substantial amount of money. It could be more than the actual device itself. It's going to be such a difficult thing to push, though, because for as long as smartphones has existed, that model has existed, whereas consoles have been around for 30 years and been in people's lives, and they aren't used to that, and they're going to be critical of it, and they're going to be cynical. Uh, But you have got people that do buy devices like this on finance, and they are already paying... That's such a a small amount of people, though. Yeah, I know, but there is that sort of model almost there for it. And look at, as well how people reacted to the Xbox One mm. with the always-on, which would yeah. work perfectly in this subscription model mm. or would work perfectly even in this leapfrog model because, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, you've digitally downloaded you know, these games, you've got 100 gigabytes of custom stuff you've made yourself, but don't worry, we've got the cloud 
and your console's always on, so we've backed it up. Oh, your console's died, don't worry, you buy a new one, you, you know, it would have worked perfectly as well. But people's gut reaction to that, for various reasons, uh, you know, rejected it. Mm. But then again, that would have been the vocal minority as well, really, wouldn't it? The Xbox that, One. Yeah. Well, where they had the, the digital the, thing. Yeah. We don't know, do we? Because it never hit the mainstream. Like it, it, it never hit backlash. the mainstream for them. The to, thing is, though, it wouldn't have been that bad. I hated it, by the way. I I hated the idea, but uh, we don't know what the mainstream would have thought about that because no. it never hit them, never and they don't watch E3. So. But then again, were you working in store at that? No, time? God no. I was, and there were a lot of people coming in and saying, oh, well, I'm definitely getting a PlayStation, because I heard... Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, that lasted. Even yeah. once they yeah, flicked yeah. it back on it, people were still saying mainstream to, knew to that they heard about that. Yeah, yeah and would people. come over and be like, well, am I going to be able to play offline and stuff? You're right, yeah. That probably is the, the, why PS was one, selling more. The one that, that got push. me, the one the thing that I didn't like was the whole, like... Well, it was the one that the Xbox were doing, like, oh, you can buy pre-owned games or something. Like, you have that, and that license for that game is linked to your account. I think the original trying... Xbox One plan was a fucking mess. I think yeah. they were trying to, to pin down the resellers, is what they were trying yeah. to do. They were trying to stop eBay, they were trying to stop companies like CEX. Mm. And so I, I still hold that they were originally planning on putting some device into stores so you could rewrite. You know how Sony trademarked that chip on the disc? Very yeah. briefly, that would write itself to a console. Something that resets something like that. But we just don't know. All of those files have probably been shredded and torched along with the people who shredded and torched them. The thing is, is that what happened for a while now as well. That reaction was so bad. Yeah. And it carried over for a long time, a long time. Um, for mainstream people. And it's probably why the Xbox One is behind. True. Because launch for consoles is everything. And like if you mess up launch, you will yeah, be well, behind. Yeah, the, the PlayStation 4 is still way ahead of Yeah, it is. The, yeah, it is one. massively ahead. But um, I, I feel like the Xbox... I mean, they're both I feel like, and they're both oh, yeah, I, I feel you, like yeah. Microsoft is actually doing better in terms of software at the moment, considering they've got an absolute shit ton of games backwards compatible <laughs> without yeah. you actually having to buy them well, if you already own the game. Their backpack thing is, I'll give you that, is far better. Um, I mean, and PlayStation now is garbage in comparison. No, you shouldn't ever buy a subscription no. to that. I mean, Red Dead Redemption came out on the backwards compatibility for Xbox One, mm -hmm. and people, the sales of that pretty much went straight up. Like, pre-owned copies of it. Which That's what press reported. Yeah. <laughs> press reported that sales are way, yeah. way up. Because they were like, oh my god, it's going to buy a thousand percent on Amazon. But that's not yeah. how their percentages work. That's, that's work. one no. sale going up to Yeah, that, that's not how their percentages work. So yeah. we, it, it probably didn't actually go up by that much, the sales yeah. of Red Dead. But yeah. It's a shame that there's nothing like that on the PS4. Like It is, because PlayStation now is garbage. No, but I mean, like, as in the level that Microsoft are doing it on their console, where I, if you already own the game. The thing is, I think it's an architecture thing. I think that it's just... Because mm -hmm. Xbox One, their backwards compatibility isn't backwards compatibility. It's emulation. Yeah, emulation. yeah. Everyone calls it back just because people get what that means, but it isn't backwards compatibility. The reason it's taking so long for each game to come out is because they are having to actually emulate each one individually. Well, they're having to bug test every game. Yeah, so you can't have a, a system where you pop in your disc and all of your discs work, which is what everyone wanted for PS4 and Xbox mm. One and didn't understand why that was quite literally physically impossible. Yeah. But Microsoft would prove that there's a way around that, and Sony should probably yeah. follow suit, which they might do at some point. Or just don't trade it's the in your software consoles. at the end of the day. Yeah. If they if they make the software that can do it, then there's no reason it shouldn't be. I mean, you can get most of these games on mobile now, and that hardware is much smaller than anything that the, was out there. The reason maybe Sony are a bit resistant to it is they are the leading console. They need to mm. just push forward, don't they? Really, but in their opinion, we are making money doing what we're doing. Let's keep securing exclusive. Let's keep, mm. which was Xbox 360's attitude last generation. Yeah. They started with backwards compatibility at the start. There was 95 or so Xbox original games. 
which could play on the 360. And then they just went, whoa, whoa, we've got this! You know, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah. And started winning exclusives back well, to Well, their, their console Raider, also did release Bravo. earlier than the PS3 did yeah, as well. Yeah, they got a running so start. They, yeah. So they already had their foot in, in the door. I mean, overall, the 360 didn't do as well as the PS3 last year. We're, we're just in an odd pocket in England. People forget that sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's, it's really weird. In the UK, the 360 outsold the Yeah, and so I think in the world, everyone's like, PS3? <laughs> but I I thought that for the longest yeah, time. Yeah. I thought the 360 massively outsold the PS3, yeah. and it didn't. The yeah. PS3 sold better. It sold better in North America pretty much the entire time. Europe. And obviously the, the, the in Asia. Yeah, yeah. But in the UK, well, the 360 is, though, was massive. I, I yeah. felt like the PS3 was a better all-round console in general. Cause, They're both great. Because it... Because Xbox 360 was still Tactical using answer. DVDs. They were, they were good. Xbox 360 was still using DVDs and there was the whole storage and everything. But PlayStation was pushing Blu-ray, which is now the standard for games to come on on console. Hmm. And that, that and downloadable. And it, it made itself into this whole other thing where it was just like an entire home media centre in, in a console. I think they both managed that in their own way. I think they managed they? it both in the end. Yeah. I think last gen they were... Maybe more so than any gen before, they were so close. Like both of those consoles were yeah. pretty much as good as each other. Yeah, three hundred and sixty and the PS3 are both the PS3 fantastic. Was a little Whereas bit harder. this gen, it's slightly different. I think the PS3 is quite vastly better. The, the the PS3 was a little bit harder to develop for, mainly because of the cell broadband processor inside it. It wasn't actually a proper processor. It's a shame oh, yeah, the no. Vita didn't do well. No, as it isn't. Handheld. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It is a shame because h- hardware-wise, that was a that was a game. fine piece of ass. I mean, if there was like you know, you had the different generations of PSP came, yep. come out, <laughs> where you had the original one and you had the slim the street, one. PSP Go. Go. Yeah. Uh, no one talks about the Go. No Too one. late. We just broached that subject. No one talks about <laughs> it. No, but the PSP was a great console, and I I actually loved it. That thing went everywhere with me. That was sort of like the same interface that the PS3 had, where it was an all-in-one media device. You mm. could listen yeah. to music, watch videos. I even used it as a bloody camera for about two years. Probably, you remember that, don't you? Uh, you loved the, your PSP. Yeah. I've never got into PSPs or Vitas. The problem for me is, hardware-wise, they were great, but they never managed to crack the handheld market because no. Nintendo owned that shit. And obviously the games. I mean, that's the problem for me. It was so that, limited. I mean, was it Probst was in charge of EA at the time? I believe he notoriously pulled support for both the Wii and the PSP while he was in charge because they there weren't enough installed base mm-hmm. of users. So he just said, well, even if we sell a game to every single person who owns it, not worth it for us. Sure. And there were people making that decision left, right and centre. I mean, that is the bane of Nintendo's existence. I mean, at least Ubisoft always try with Nintendo. Every time they announce a new console, Ubisoft always say, yeah, sure, look, Red Steel. Look, yeah, sure, look, look at how Just Dance is still going on there. On yeah, the console. next one's still coming out the original yeah. Wii. They made a huge thing about that at their E3 conference. But well. that's because... Again, Along with that weird freaking eagle Again, game. that's because the Wii's install <laughs> base is huge. Yeah. And it's a yeah. casual market. Much like the last PS2 game I've made was made like two years ago. Mm. Because it's a huge install base and that install base is still there. And some people haven't upgraded. Some people still have that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of families still have a Wii. I'm sure you, in retail, myself, I had, families would come in and would pick up Wii U games. And I would go, does this work on the Wii? No, it doesn't. But they would have bought it if it did. Yeah. You know, They and would have bought Wii games. That's a keyboard, love. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to say to them, the ones in the blue cases... Oh, for the Wii U. You can also look on the Spy. And oh, they still buy two or three well, games. Can I get Mario Kart on the PS3 then? No, you fucking can't. 
When is it coming out on the PS2? <laughs> that um, Mario Kart question. Oh, it's, Mario it's, Kart especially. It's like your nan saying, oh, are you playing... So, that, I mean, yeah. that just shows how important Nintendo is to this. And, yeah. and how, yeah. It's like your nan saying, oh, are you playing that Nintendo? When you're playing a fucking like, my, gaming PC or my PS4. My dad uh, calls every console a Game Boy. It's some sort of alter- yes. alternative of that. It's, it's like, like an insult. It's like it's a Playboy 2. And it's like, it's definitely not that, Dad. That is something else entirely. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Let's talk about Pokemon Go. Because I haven't yet on a podcast, even though it's been Have out for not? a month. I no. stopped playing after well, three you days. You two go Did first. You? Yeah. And then okay, I'll, I'll go first. You've got more to say. I have a lot to say about Pokemon Go. I still play Pokemon Go. I have it on my phone. I play it every day. It sits next to me on my desk at work, throwing Pokeballs. My boss plays it. When Pokevisions was up, he'd find a rare Pokemon Go. Come on, guys. And we'd all leave the office and go and find it. See? See? <laughs> City boy. <laughs> yeah, I. it's a shit game. <laughs> it's gameplay-wise crap. Yeah. Dan number one here didn't play Pokemon when he was younger, so it will mean didn't nothing. Didn't understand it. I, I, I actually couldn't get on with Pokemon. But the main appeal of Pokemon Go is... Nostalgia, huge part of it. It's mm, why the mm. original one for everyone is the only ones there. Um, second, you can catch Pokemon in real life, and that's like a dream for people. Um, and three, I guess it just being something new. You know, an AR game hasn't hit it big before, really. And it's easy. And it's easy. I it's think, easy. I think easy. And free, it being a free app helps. I mean, you can spend money on it. But mm. and the market transactions aren't too harsh. Some stats came out today that. On average, people are spending 40 quid on it, which, you know, is kind of sad. Almost the price of a new Pokemon game that's Sun and Moon that's coming out, I guess. Yeah. If people are getting this, that much enjoyment out of it, I suppose it's worth something. It's worth some amount of money. I think it's a bloody brilliant idea. Yes. Uh, I had a HTC M7, what was the M7. one that I had? Yeah. Has a notorious problem where the battery heats up. Mm. And so all your pictures, hot pink. So Sick. Every, hot every, pink Pikachu. <laughs> and so everything, hot pink with a Pokemon floating in front of it. So I very quickly turned off the AR mode. Oh, everyone has. I've yeah. turned mine off. Because it sucks so, I mean, a battery. That anyway. immediately, straight away, got rid of that. But then my walk to work, absolutely wonderful. I live in the countryside ah. with, with the cows and the pigs. Brilliant. Uh, so I walk to work. There's a paddling pool nearby. Stop there. Cheeky. Get some Pokeballs in the morning. Other side of the road, there's a weird sculpture which our town's filled with. And so, yeah, great. More Pokeballs. Brilliant. Walk up the street, another sculpture, brilliant. So I'm getting about 12 or so Pokeballs on the way to work. There's okay. a church. Then I have to walk through a kind of off-road bit. So completely off the grid, no Pokemon there. Okay, whatever, fine. I get to work, no Pokemon there. No mm. Pokestops, no gyms, no nothing. No nothing, as in like when you zoom all the way out, you tilt it, you can see kind of roughly where I live and there is a gym there, which is near my shops. And that's it. So there's nothing for me. This is the problem. As, and I do enjoy it, but I am massively critical of it. And fun, it's great because even though I'm someone that enjoys it, if you're critical about Pokemon Go on Twitter, you get destroyed by people. <laughs> Honestly, again, fan bases. But yeah, it's like this game has massive, massive problems. That being such a big one that I don't even know what the solution is. Yeah. Well, like, it, if you it, live in a rural area, which is most people, yeah. then you're fucked. It, it works on the amount of players in a nearby area, really, as to how much Pokemon spawn. So the nests are random and place in random places, and if you're sitting at home, you can wherever you are, you can sometimes see a Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, obviously, supposed to be walking anyway. Every but six or seven minutes, actually. At sure. My house, I was getting a Rattata or a Pidgey or a this. You know? Whereas you're right, I work in London. In London, my workplace is a Pokestop. <laughs> I can walk to the opposite side of the office, and there's another Pokestop. I can zoom my map out and see thirty Pokestops and four gyms, and all of them have lures on, so Pokemon are attracted to it. So. I'm lucky in that, and other people in that 
position are lucky, but that's not the majority of people. And for a game that is focused on, I suppose, multiplayer aspects, if you want to put it like that, no, that's not that, particularly fair. We do know that in London, you know, there's 17 million people there. Mm. In, in London, that's more than Scotland and Wales put together, as we know from recent people throwing around statistics mm. regarding something that happened in this country that we don't talk about on podcasts. Pokey exit. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we're divided. Pegs it. And Pegs it. <laughs> Exit. That sounds too close to Peggle. We don't talk about Peggle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so 17 million people actively playing it. Yeah, but the country can go away actually, and I bet there's a decent concentration up in uh, Birmingham and in Manchester and Truro and all of the big cities. But yeah, the people in the towns and the villages are, are royally stuffed. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And that, I mean, that's not the only problem either. Like again, much like when we were talking about No Man's Sky. Now that's a fucking segue. Um, back when you were talking about No Man's Sky. Their communication is shit. Um, so they've removed. There was a nearby thing which was a tracker oh, for the Pokemon. Oh, don't I hear about this all at work? And it didn't work <laughs> properly. Um, and they removed it. And then a third-party app that basically did work properly. They removed that before fixing it themselves. So now there's really no way of tracking a Pokemon properly. They are updating it with a new one soon that seems to work a bit better. But even that isn't as good as a third-party app was. And my problem is with stuff like that and all the glitches that were happening in the game and they're still happening in the game and the server issues are happening for weeks and they're still charging for microtransactions. Yep. It was a little bit like, ooh. And there's no communication. Like, all they needed to do when they shut down Pokevisions and removed their own tracker was make one tweet that says, sorry guys, don't worry, this isn't permanent. Not even a tweet. They Just need anything. A pop-up in that app when it loads. Like the warning, don't walk in front of trains thing. Or yeah, get or put it in the update notes. Just just make it public so somewhere. So people can see it, and it's there, and everyone sees it. So that's it, you're done. But they thing. didn't. And even the old community manager for Niantic Labs, on his Twitter account, was like, wow, these guys are I, fucking up with communication. Yeah, that, yeah. And it's like, that's... That guy used to work. He knows you personally. That was the guy who had to talk to the public about what you were doing, and he's reacting like this. Yeah, he's like, guys, I was your community manager, and your community is being. There's a reason I'm the former. They're still improved. Like they make an occasional Facebook post, and they're so vague. It's like, sorry, they hear about all the issues, guys. We are listening. We're working on updates. It's just like that's so vague. Just say, sorry, the nearby thing isn't working. Don't worry, it's not removed permanently. We're making a new one. Yeah, that's not difficult. And. In that space of time between now when you have actually told people that you're working on it and when you removed it, you've lost millions of players. Because this hit mainstream, massive mainstream, obviously. I'm sure everyone knows that. And those people are more fickle, especially because they're mobile market players. And the mobile market is very fickle. You'll probably get someone play your game for about a month and then move on. If that, day one retention rates for mobile is you'll lose 75% of the people that had it the day before. Retention rates on mobile games are ridiculously small. Someone will download your app and you will only keep like 10% of of that install base the very next day. The retention rates for Pokemon Go are actually way higher than most mobile games. But even then, it's such a fickle market, especially because it's free, because they haven't lost anything if they delete it. Yeah. I mean, there are mums playing this, or nans playing this, or people that have never played video games in their life playing this. People that usually haven't played anything else other than Candy Crush. And you only need to not work for a day as an app, or remove a feature and not tell anyone for one day, and they will delete your app and go back to Candy That's it. Crush. Or in the least, they will, the next day, not be bothered to open it, and eventually mm. it will just be purged with yeah. the other ones that are purged. And this will remain popular for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will keep a hardcore base for a long time who will spend money on it and will keep it alive, and it won't really be a problem for them, but they've lost a lot of people that they didn't need to lose still. If they worked like 
because I don't know the history of the company. I actually thought this was built on a fitness kind of jogging app thing. It was. No. Uh, it was built was on Ingress. Before. Oh, there we are. Okay. Ingress was sort of. I think it was like sort of a uh, defense game. Really, it was kind of like you had this. to run around and do missions. Mm-hmm. And oh, like you the had to capture Kings, points. Kingslayer. Or you had to capture was, points yeah. and stuff, and capture. Well, points were nodes, and you had to go yeah. around and do that. But they pretty much ripped everything out of Ingress. Strip some of the features out and put it into Pokemon exactly. Go instead. To the point where that's why the Pokestops are here. I don't know why, but the press picked up on, and are still picking up on, um, like mainstream press, like newspapers and stuff, are picking up on Pokestops being in awkward places, the like pier. Holocaust museums and stuff like that. And like, oh, I can't believe the developers put this here. It's terrible. And oh, look, there's they a coffin f- there. They forget that it's not actually the, the not developers that put it there. They haven't placed millions of Pokestops. Because, because, because they've actually re- removed, like, taken all of this information out of Ingress. Most players would have submitted that mm-hmm. in Ingress for it to be a sort of a point of interest or a yeah, Ingress stop. portals. And, and it would, it would have been it. a point of interest, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that so, is so a point it would of have interest. Been yeah, 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 but they didn't realise yeah, the, the exactly. context. But you, weren't, you wouldn't have been playing Pokemon there. You would have no. been doing like a mission, oh, you've got to capture this point, it's nearby. It's more like of a serious game than, yeah. than actual like casual, yeah, yeah. oh, you capture creatures in the wild and stuff like this. Yeah. Which is not very good when you're doing it at like funerals or The, like, the thing Holocaust is as well, Ingress was, you know, for mobile, was relatively small, but it's actually quite a nice community. I have yet to hear of like a Pokestop or gym placement which is actually just shitty that is actually just someone being yeah. a dick yeah. other than like there are some people's houses that have been Pokestops yeah. but I mean you only have but to ask but that was because they used to be churches and they used stuff to like be, that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, press picked up on that and it's garbage. It's just such a non-issue. As is the... Which isn't a problem now, but as was the security problem that people worried about Pokemon Go yeah. to begin with. Oh, which well, the whole that, GPS tracking it and stuff. Not, not, that's a legitimate it? concern that maybe we need to yeah. build on. But the, the original concern was when you downloaded the app originally uh, on... Was it iOS or Android? One of them. I think it, Android. It, it had the full list. Sure. Pretty much everything. It, it asked be, you yeah. for all access. It asked you yeah. to access to everything, basically. But that yeah. term by Google is just poor wording. It doesn't mean I'm going to look at all your emails. All that it was taking and all it's ever taken was it was looking at your real name, it was looking at your email address, just the address. It wasn't looking at your bloody emails and your GPS. That's it. It didn't take yeah. any other information beyond that. Nothing. Not your contacts, not your texts, your emails, anything. It didn't take anything else. Um, and they reworded it now. I guess because it's such a mainstream app, that becomes such a huge issue in the press. Mm. And it was garbage. It was always garbage. Yeah. Do you think they'll add more features to it? Yes. And that will bring the audience back. I mean, they've I, talked about trading, but... Mm. Like, and player battles, like, I guess. Player battles, if they... I mean, it hasn't got the movesets, has it? It's just... It's just it's swipe the, to uh, dodge. And that's why I said the gameplay is so basic. Once they've fixed everything and it's released everywhere, and they've fixed everything, they say that they'll do bi-weekly updates. That'll be quite significant each time. Yeah. Um, and I think things like introducing second-gen Pokemon, introducing trading, yeah. introducing battling... We'll see spikes of retention rate where people come back, but like generally speaking, it's still going to slowly, just because that's how retention works, yeah. it will slowly just go down and down and down. But I think for a long time it will still hold a big enough audience. I mean, even now, it's been a month. It's been a month, and there's still enough people playing it for it to be relevant to newspapers. Mm. Not just game sites, but newspapers, like actual mainstream yeah. news on like yeah. BBC site you know which is crazy after a month yeah. for a game um, I did actually download the game yeah and it was deleted the same day well that's understandable there's because, no appeal for it to you because what I did was I tried it it was on the phone for two hours yeah and the app was run once I captured like two Pokemon and I shut the app down 
and I came back to my phone and the battery was 20% less than what it was before and I was like, why is this? And I looked in there and it said, Pokemon Go has used 20% of your battery. Yeah. Uninstalled it immediately. I feel like because it is the mainstream thing at the moment, mm. like regardless of players playing it for nostalgia or people, as you say, like it's the new thing that's highlighted on the App Store. Um, you feel like you're being pressured into playing it almost because you hear so many people talking about it mm. and like people love being able to talk about the same things in social sure. situations. So you feel like you're... It's you're a very social game like, in the first that's place. That's it. So. But the main problem I have with it is it's actually distracting people from what they should fucking be doing. Oh, what do you whoa, mean? whip cracker. What do you mean? Like, I'm as at in, work at, and I'm no, trying to get a coffee and no one's no, answering no, 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 the no. phone because they're all catching rat attacks. No, no, no. The problem, the problem I <laughs> have Pokemon. is I'll be at work mm. and there'll be loads of phone calls coming in and there'll be people like, oh my God, there's a Pokemon outside and they all run outside and leave me <laughs> and Oh, like, right. It, it's distracting people from, you know, like they should actually be fucking working and like the whole thing where it's driving where they've actually added that whole thing, I'm a passenger mm. now, but people are still abusing that and just leaving their phone and looking at that's it on the a, side. I suppose you have to give some responsibility for that to the app, but I, I do believe that's mostly a people thing. It is a like, people thing. We have to, but as the, a community... People are so entranced in it that they're not actually opening their eyes to the real world and looking where they're going. People are getting in accidents because they are. People are getting hit by cars because they're just walking out in front of things. And I believe that United should do what they can to fix that, but generally speaking, it's player that's error just the community. Yeah, it's, play it's human error, and the community just has to build a certain etiquette around it. Yeah. I genuinely believe it to be overall a force for good. The amount of nice stories I've heard about yeah, Pokemon yeah. Go come in, there is nothing that convinced me that it's a like, bad I, thing. I have, no, I have no doubt that it's a great game. I have the immediate thing where I didn't play Pokemon before, so I yeah. still don't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I was being pressured to download Which people were like, oh, you know, download it, yeah. Being pressured to play it at work. But same thing popular, though. And, I, and I, did, I didn't want to download it because I didn't care for it. And just the way that it's distracting people from what, like, actually opening their eyes. and There is a warning there. Yeah. and people There is a warning ignore, there, people but will people ignore will it. Ignore the same it. as VR. When VR headsets finally go wireless and you can carry around a yeah. power pack on your back, people well, the will Wii be Remote walking. Armband. That's yeah. it. Well, yeah. uh, and the, people just put it on, they smash their telly. Exactly. There was Perfect a situation example. where I went out with a bunch of people for like a meal. I was just sitting there, just like looking off into the distance because they all had their phones on and they were just playing. Yeah, and they were going, oh, look, Squirtle's dancing on the spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it, because it's meant to make people more social, but I find people are losing their interaction with actual people. Well, I don't know. Other than talking about, oh, I captured this great Pokemon last night. But then, but then you see, you see the positive on on the, on the flip side of that. There are strangers that will not. No, I, un but I in understand that people that are bumping into each mm. other and being like, oh, I'm at the love of my life. Yeah, I'm out it's really Pokemon, cool. Like that, the things I've heard. Street. Yeah, I've, I've and then you've that. got things like people are saying it's helped them with depression Social and stuff like that. People out the house. People with autism. It's actually making them socialise yeah, for the first the, time, yeah, which is incredible. Children in hospitals, it's helping with their recovery because it's making them walk around for a reason instead of being fed up a bit. I believe there, that the, the positivity is stronger than the cons to it. I mean, this is it is just a fad. It's the same as pogo sticks were and Furbies were. And I'm sure that if Twitter was about when Furbies first came about and Tamagotchis first came about, there would be stories about the little boy who never spoke to anyone who said, mm. Can you look after this while I go in to see my mum in the hospital? You just have to feed them every... There'll be mm. stories like that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That it's just different because it's 
a game which has a little bit of history to us at least, or not? Yeah. Obviously, not so no, much no, not not to me. Game. So I'm already off on the. I mean, I, I loved it. Pokemon. I thought it was amazing. I'm king of Pokemon. I, I played with a magnificently mixed team that covered mm. all mm. different. I mean, I don't know whether or not it was the fact that I didn't have access to the Pokemon it, games, it could, or it was just that well, it, it, just didn't, not, it didn't just appeal not to kind me. Of thing, yeah. But it never really did appeal to me, even in like the years where I could go out and buy it if I wanted, but I just didn't. But I this, this Pokemon game is just that little basketball mini-game. It's so not basic. the gameplay that people are interested no, in. No, it's, it's everything else, even it's, things it's, that weren't designed. The, that's what makes it difficult to effects. review as well, because most people consider a review has to be about the game and about the gameplay. Mm. And I was thinking it, and I was like, I love this game. But it's about your If story. I had to review it, I'd struggle to give it like a 4 out of 10. Yeah. It's all the outside forces that make it good. It's, it's, but that is going to be the same thing with No Man's Sky. Do you think? Yeah, because I think if we do meet up, as Dan said, after 20 hours each, the whole conversation oh, yeah. will just be me going, and there was a zebra, and it ran... Oh, I, I literally saved my life. I can't believe... And you'll be like, I haven't seen anything like a zebra. Well, if it, it, rubbish. My ideal scenario is I don't want it to be multiplayer. Mm. I like it being single player, but I would love it if it had that journey aspect where there was the possibility to run into someone because oh, it, it would hardly ever happen the, to anyone. The but whole, the moment it happens, it would be you'd remember it forever. It'd the like whole thing crazy... in Journey where you didn't know who you were playing with and yeah. they just appeared. I think that's what people wanted out of Man's Sky. Journey was amazing because it had that passive storytelling but mm. also because it was completely voiceless. Because if you were to meet other players but you didn't know whether that player was going to be friendly or hostile you're sort of risking the interaction with them. I don't even want that. I don't yeah. even want that out of it. I don't want the ability to even hurt other players. It would just be incredible. Especially well, because they've sold... weapons in the so game. Just, yeah, yeah. But, but because just especially... imagine you just pass them. Like passing like someone out the like, corner of your eye. Out the, yeah, and you see them and they're off. They're doing whatever they're doing. You know they're probably it doing would... the same thing as you. The only reason two people have already met up is because... He went out of his way to contact another they player to, to bring him to back. There, yep. For some reason, I don't think even Hello Games considered that. because no. they, I don't think they thought about it. But to just naturally pass someone, the chances are super slim because yep. there's trillions of planets. It would be a good But idea. it would happen to someone. The amount of There are millions of people playing it. Say people playing it for a couple of years. It would happen to someone. Yeah. And it would be fucking incredible. It would be amazing just to pass them. What? What? It would be like a news story. You know, it would be groundbreaking. Yeah. It would be no, great. It would be like the door in that MMO that I've already forgotten the name of. Or Noby Noby Boy. Yeah. Noby Noby yeah, Boy. Yeah. I mean, they... Because I fucking oh, they love fi- that game. They finally reached the... What was it? The end. Those last two people playing it. Was, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a community of people. Time. A very small amount of people. Like 20 people. That were dedicated to finishing that game. The whole point was basically that you stretch this character the actual length away that the Earth is from the Sun in meters. Even though it's not multiplayer, every player would upload that amount of length and accumulatively then you would unlock new planets. Really cool idea, not not perfectly executed. And unfortunately, it was a weird thing as well. Unfortunately, they underestimated um, because they had to keep multiplying the score in order to get anywhere. So that was never happened. Yeah. Like by the end of it, they made it so that the score that you submitted was multiplied by like 10,000 and stuff like that so that we could actually reach somewhere. But it took seven and a half years to unlock the whole game. But yeah. that moment between that community... It was that, beautiful. That little moment is unique to them. And, and that's would, really what that exploration in No Man's Sky, and that's what getting to the centre of the damn And then you would have been like, now what? Was <laughs> what, <laughs> what, nobody, nobody, no, not all. I love moments like that in gaming. It's like the first person that found out that PT was Silent Hill and stuff like that. Because yeah. that, that was streamed. The first person, as far as we know, that worked it out and figured out it was Silent Hill. 
you can view that video online. You can see the reaction of the person that realised that was a Silent Hill game. Mm. And then you've got Nobi Nobi Boy. There's streams again of people like collectively seeing the message. It's like, congratulations, you finished the game. Thank you. Oh, it's taking years. And it means and stuff. nothing and it's just to like, us. It we'd means nothing to us because we didn't a, do it. There's a picture in a gallery on some mm. site and it doesn't mean anything to us. But to them, you know, there was this great mm. feeling that can't mm. be conveyed. Achievement. Or recently when, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was, but some MMO got closed... Everyone sort of oh, gathered the for the last day. That was Planetfall, day. wasn't it? Was it Planetfall? Was it? Or it was Planet? something like that. The asteroid belted. Yeah, and, and it was, was brilliant. Just surviving. It was like a twelve-year-old MMO that was finally its servers were being shut down like a month ago, and all of the players gathered on that one day, and it was like a couple of thousand of them maybe, and it was everyone gathered on the one day where the servers were going to close. And the developers did this beautiful thing where the world actually ended in, on the game storyline. They didn't and just switch and, it off. Yeah, they, they didn't they switch off. Said. It was like a count. It was like, okay, the game is going to shut down in three, two, one. It wasn't just switched off. Meteors started flying down from the sky and actually obliterated the world. And everyone was like, uh-uh, running around trying to avoid them. And if you died, you were you were dead, and that was it. You were out of the game forever. And it's just it was kind Did of beautiful. Did anyone actually watch. survive yeah. it? No, you can't. No, you can't. It's couldn't. inevitable. It yeah, no it's inevitable because the game's. But, but at least such, you it's had just, that final. It's just one of those to moments. To... Proper send off. Yeah, it's it's kind of beautiful, isn't it? I love I I, I love shit like that. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. Well, I guess we're done. Then we'll end it like actually no, we end it on this. I'm gonna end this by playing the Sonic Underground theme following this. It's so enjoy in all that. Their it is. I've their had it stuck in my head found. for years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I can't yeah. their mother will be found. Their they made a vow, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So enjoy that. And bye, laters. Goodbye. Bye. Triplets born, the throne awaits. A seal warns of a deadly fate. Give up your children, separate. Bide your time, lie in wait Sonic Underground Sonic Underground They made a vow, their mother will be found The children grow, learn what's right Leaders of the freedom fight They seek their mother, she knows they do Is it time, if she only knew Will the prophecy come true? my children, but I have to wait. To act too soon could seal their fate. They made a vow, their mother.